Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I'm your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Pearl LLC, certified master life and business coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode, we'll dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, family, and in life. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. Today, I have the awesome pleasure of interviewing Miss Dorlisa Adams. Dorlisa was born in Fort Rucker, Alabama, mm-hmm. in North Augusta, South Carolina. Dorlisa Adams is the founder of Visions of Women. During her time studying at Atlanta University, Visions of Women blossomed in 2014 to educate college campuses on domestic violence. She began raising awareness by starting a women's support group, informing her colleagues on domestic abuse, sexual assault, and healthy relationships. Ms. Adams continues to use the nonprofit organization's platform to raise community awareness on abuse and volunteers for organizations to help abused and homeless families. She has become a victim service provider and taken several sexual assault trainings nationally to ensure BOW remains a leader in domestic violence awareness. She is also a girl circle facilitator, a program created from the One Circle Foundation and provided through the SC, which is South Carolina Domestic Violence Program. When she's not helping others, Miss Adams enjoys nature walks, swimming, and watching movies. As she follows God's calling on her life, Dorlisa will continue teaching others on the signs of domestic violence, how to stop abusive cycles, and the importance of healthy relationships. Help me welcome Miss Dorlisa Adams. I wish I had one of those clappers. Hey! Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy day and busy schedule to meet with me. Yes, to ma'am. Join the podcast and talk about a topic that uh, many deem as taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm one of those that I love talking about conversations and having conversations that. A lot of people feel kind of uh, weary about talking about. Maybe, maybe right. I'm one of those folks that that feel confrontation is needed when it comes to certain conversations. And this is a topic that uh, speaks near and dear to me because that's what my first book was written about: overcoming and escaping it. Wow! Uh, it was my personal story um, 
and I'm in the process now of practicing for a stage play that we're putting on here in uh, the great state of Michigan to bring further awareness and to let people know that it doesn't just happen to women, but it also happens to men, but they don't talk about it. That's right. Um, and that there are other forms of abuse other than physical, because that's the only one that people talk about. And some of the other forms may take a little longer to heal than the physical, because the bruises will fade and go away. But that right. internal is what um, some women are finding hard to overcome. So this topic to me is one that uh, I haven't struggled with, but when the opportunity arises for me to discuss, mm -hmm. I'm all over it because people don't like when I talk about it because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, real. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Real raw and authentic with 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 what I've gone through, women that I've interviewed, what they've gone through, how we've overcome, and how we stand in our power now. And people don't like that because we're no longer victims. So, That's right. enough about all of that. Let's dive into you, Mr. Lisa. So, introduce <laughs> yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit more about you. Yes, ma'am. So, um, again, thank you for having me. Um, Super. I, well, I started Visions of Women in 2014 on the campus of Lander University, and it was just me um, thinking about how girls, um, including myself, were going through unhealthy relationships, but, and then those were unhealthy relationships, not just with someone you know who was a friend but also you know you may have had some um, girls who are going through unhealthy relationships with even with parents and yeah. I, I was one of those girls who did not have a um, healthy relationship with a parent because I you know I had a good relationship with mom but yeah down to um the the dating scene the dating life that mm -hmm. was always picture perfect and of course when you're young you're still learning you know yeah. but when you are away from home and you're learning about who you are um which does take a while you know even yeah. now still growing um you kind of feel you start to feel lonely you know yeah. when you you start to feel like um <laughs> you know you just feel that no one may understand what you're going through yeah and of course, with uh, being young, you don't feel like counseling is something that you you need. You know, you don't really. Uh -huh. And so um, we talk about being in an atmosphere where you can actually talk and be open. Um, definitely doing a group and talking to other women who can relate. Um, you know, you, you kind of feel more open to do that and to talk yeah. about things that you're going through. So I had in mind to start a women's support group, but I did not know how I was how I was actually going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, we went a whole summer not even starting the group, um, but it was something that I actually had to pray about. I didn't even know what the name of the group was going to be, but um, I know that when I came back to school in the fall, I presented 
the idea to some friends. They thought it was a good idea. Um, and then I had presented it to um, a professor who mm -hmm. didn't think it was a, um, a great idea. But you know what? Again, I prayed about it. Yeah. And when I do things, I, do, I don't do them just to do them uh, or just to run with some bright idea that I think I may have. No, when people are involved, especially, I like to make sure, okay, you know, what am I going to do with this? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, like, is this something that God wants me to do? You know, so I prayed about it and I got the okay from the Lord. And this is so crazy, but I didn't even know, like, if you if you look at what my name means, Dorlisa, like it was like like I had an aha moment where I, I realized that my name means my name means vision. Mm. And so when I went to think about what to actually name this group, I didn't know like my name actually meant vision because before online it had said that it was something about like few like it just said like future. Yeah. But as time went on and I sat down with some friends and we started um, looking around saying we was going to, you know, name the group. We sat in a room and we actually named it Visions of Women. So I went with that. The group was approved on campus to be a women's support group to um, to talk about domestic violence, the signs of abuse. And from there, we promoted healthy relationships. Um, and then with my major being sociology, I was a yeah. sociology major. Okay. Um, I had the opportunity to work in do domestic violence shelters. Um, I put on a community event to um, help feed feed people from the community. I had some people who were in Visions of Women on campus to come out and help. I had other people from other groups come out and help with the community event. Um, I was a um, volunteer for the um, point in time count for the homeless. So mm. I volunteered to count the homeless in the community. And just helping people has always been a passion of mine from volunteering at places like the Ronald McDonald House, the S Salvation Army. So I, I had those experiences growing up with helping people. But when I got in college and I actually started this women's support group to talk about domestic violence and the signs of abuse yeah. and some of the unhealthy relationships we were going through that we might not have thought was unhealthy or actually considered domestic violence because we always think that it could just be physical, but that's yes. not the case. It is the verbal abuse where that's you're cussed out. You know, I've had those things happen to me where I was being cussed out because I wouldn't give, you know, somebody some money, you know, money I don't have, okay? <laughs> mad at me because I won't give you no money or you get yeah. mad at me because you think that I'm doing this and that you know just all types of stuff That's and right. so we came together as a group and how that setting actually looked okay um, when we came together as a group you know some days you know we just talked about um again healthy relationships and what that looks like and then what unhealthy relationships look like um, and, and then just those overall experiences and how we can relate to that. Um, we also would come together and just take time to do a fun activity, like make t-shirts and then we'll just talk or, um, during homecoming, we would create our banner together, you know, just kind of creating like that sister circle yeah. where 
if we talked about a topic, you know, that could just stay with us. And you would, you would be surprised at the different things we all have been through, but in some shape or form, we've all been through domestic violence in some shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, domestic violence can start as early as, you know, a child being in middle school and being uh-huh. bullied. You know, when you think about domestic violence, we think that it just begins in the home, but it could actually actually start at school. Mm-hmm. I was born in school. <laughs> and so um yeah. that's the other reason why I, I do what I do. Yeah. It's making this a topic of being comfortable comfortable with talking about it and actually helping people that's um going through domestic violence. So but I, I absolutely love what I do. I mean it's it's sad that we have to continue to address these types of issues, especially um in such a young community yes and it goes on and we need to talk about it and we need to tell people and let let people know where the resources are where they help in our different states you know um you know what what does your your resources look like in michigan you know where are mines in south carolina yeah um when you go to visionsofwomen.org you will see all 46 counties in South Carolina with resources. And you will also see national resources That's on there. Right. And right. I, I wanted to have that there so people can have access to those resources. Yeah. Yes, That's ma'am. Good. That, that <laughs> is good. I mean, it. it uh, <clears throat> this is something that, um, I'm just listening to you talk and, and, and my wheels are spinning with some things, but I'm going to stay, I'm, I'm going to stay in the van of the podcast yes, uh, ma'am. because what you just spoke about needed to be said, it needs to be heard. Um, you've even struck up something in me that I've been sitting on for, um, a while, um, making an excuse as to why I, I shouldn't do it and doing everything outside of that, my coaching business and and speaking and all that. But I'm glad that you spoke on how things happen on campuses and how it goes back to bullying because that is abuse. That is a form of abuse. Um, And those unhealthy relationships don't have to start with just a significant other or your spouse. It can start when the people are in grade school yes and that molds them to accept that type of behavior Mm -hmm. and people are not talking about that no just oh that just burns me that just burns me um because what i notice is more people want to be hush hush about it until that that woman or that man is brutally beaten Mm -hmm. then awareness needs to be raised and it's like no let's raise awareness before it gets to that point Um, now you you said a lot of good information and i want to just kind of dive into for a minute uh what do you feel is your life's purpose and you explain why you're so passionate about it but can you explain to us what your life's purpose is? Do you feel that what you're doing now 
that's your soul life's purpose? I feel that my life's purpose is to keep God first and continue to help people. Yes. And I've said this in front of my home church. My purpose in life is to help people. And as sometimes, you know, you think about, well, how can you help people if you can't help yourself first? <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I have um, been able to um, grow. Uh, you know, I've been able to, I've been able to go to school. I've been able to get a job in the area um, where I wanted to be in to um, continue to help domestic violence victims. I've been able to grow in that area. But again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm still growing. Yes. Uh, talk about your life's purpose. Um, you, usually people think about, you know, that's just your, <laughs> what you think you should be doing in life at that time. Um, mm. You know, being happy, waking up every day, being happy, yada, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. But with me, I definitely think that my life's purpose and the calling uh, in my life is to help people, you know, and as <laughs> each day goes by, you know, sometime I am still trying to figure and I help people um, more, yeah. um, but we have to be careful not to like drain ourselves. That's right. Whatever that and whatever that calling may be, you have to continue to center yourself. Um, take time for you for yourself, mm-hmm. um, and continue to stay grounded um, on what you believe and what you what you stand on. Yeah. And that's um, keeping God first in my life, and just knowing that. Um, whatever job that I do, I do the best that I can at it. And I continue to um, give an account for everything that I do, you know. Mm. So uh, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, you need to do your best at it, you know. So um, that's my life's purpose and calling in my life is to continue to help people and continue to um, shine a light on topics that's, that are not being talked about enough. Um, you know, and I really enjoy helping the youth in bringing up these topics. Yeah. So, feel that um, a lot of um, organizations, you know, they may start off just helping adults, 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 yeah. and then coming into this side of the um, workforce. You know, some people may look at it like, okay, well, why would you do that? So they may look at it like, were you uh, were you abused as a kid or something? And it's just like, no. But as time yeah. goes you know you just realize that this is an issue you know i realize yeah. that and it needs to be, be addressed especially with younger younger adults yeah. so um with me going into that field you know a lot of people looked at me like oh you're you're just way too young to be you know doing stuff like this but no um i'm not too young to be doing it and actually um i have the opportunity to talk about these situations and then relate on being yeah younger and um you know talking about it and then kind of seeing you know how can this be relatable and then especially when i'm in a setting with boys and girls talking about yes. um with visions of women i've had opportunities to to um talk um to teens at churches and i've had the opportunity to talk with teens with uh different organizations and a lot of times you find out that um guys you know they kind of think that you know when we talk about domestic violence and sexual assault it's always blamed on the man the man yeah yeah come on tell the truth tell the truth (laughs) but sometimes it's not always the man's fault 
sometimes women are aggressive. Very. They can be very much aggressive. Yes. So, you know, and, and, and so we have to address that issue. Yeah. And our aggression is fueled a lot with emotion. Exactly. Exactly. That makes so, it even worse. <laughs> exactly. So being able to talk about that and address yeah. those issues with what does a healthy relationship look like to right. a, a male or female or, um, you know, how can a, you know, a, a, when a girl says, you know, no to whatever's going on in that, that relationship or at That's that right. time, you know, how can she got, how can she get the guy to understand, you know, what she's saying? Because no means no. So um, sometimes, like in the talks, guys will say, well, girls, they like when, you know, you know, they try to play hard to get or this and that and the third. And one guy in a session, he said, sometimes girls want to laugh when they're telling you no. And you think that they are playing or you think that, you know, they don't really mean that. And you think that they like that. But, you know, we address that. And, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinions in my session. But what I get them to understand is that each individual has a right to set their own boundaries for themselves. That's right. So no means no. Yep. (laughs) No matter how you put it, it's a complete sentence. Exactly. So being that my life's purpose is to continue to help people, I really feel that addressing these issues or putting it on on the table to be aware of what you are doing when you are in a relationship or you have a a partner um, or someone you have been talking to for Mm -hmm. a certain amount of time, you all need to know how to set those boundaries and where you stand. That's right. That's right. And that needs to be done up front. You you raise a lot of great points um, in regards to relationships mm-hmm. that most people don't talk about in whatever setting it is. And that is, it doesn't always, it, 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 it isn't always the man who's the abuser. Right. And for those men who are abused, they don't discuss it. Right. Because of shame, uh, you know, being talked about by their quote-unquote homies uh, or their boys um, or feeling like and looking like less than a man, feeling emasculated. Um, And you spoke on that because that's something... I never hear. Mm-hmm. Seriously, never have heard it um, yeah. until I started doing more in my work with uh, domestic violence, domestic assault, and um, sexual assault. And those women I've grown to to understand were abused and turned into the abuser. Right. Because they did not seek the help, because they looked at it and said, I'm not going to somebody. Uh, They said one of the things that I found myself saying, I'm not going to therapy and sitting in someone's seat who has never dealt with what I am trying to overcome. Yep. That's what I mentioned earlier. Being scared to 
seek a counselor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was the worst mistake I could have made. Mm-hmm. Um, however, writing my book allowed me to seek the therapy because God walked me through it and held right. my hand in the midst of that valley and reliving it and writing the story of the seven women that I interviewed for my book. It was an experience that I don't think a counselor could have helped me through. Yeah. I needed it that way. So for the listeners hearing what you have said and what I've just said, I truly say that, yeah, therapy is needed. And and I'll say this because especially in the black community, it's shunned upon. It's a taboo. It is. Um, I'm gonna call BS. I'm gonna put the BS flag on that one um, because we're some of the ones who need it the most. Yeah. And it, it's sad. Uh, we can still serve God, pray, but we have to know how to separate that, though. Exactly, because most of us will just say, I'm going to pray my way through. Yeah. Not realizing in the relationship you get into, you're still speaking, acting, uh, not knowing how to love, not knowing how to receive love, like a victim, like a damaged individual. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to seek help because I need to know these trigger points. And I'll give an example. Um, In the midst of launching my book, having my book signed, I got married in in May of 2012. Mm -hmm. I had my book signed in February 2012. And I can remember waking up my husband was standing over me, getting ready to lean over and kiss me goodbye on his way to work. And because of what I had experienced and what I had gone through from the previous, I stood, I laid there and I'm thinking to myself, what is this man about to do? So I went into the protect mode and I reared back and I was about to cold cock him. And he said, wait, babe. And I had to kind of come to grips like, yeah, I need to go and talk with somebody because I had thought I was good. Yeah. But I had to realize that I wasn't. And I went to seek um, to seek therapy behind that. And it wasn't just from that relationship. Once seeking therapy, my anger and me being aggressive in a way that if I felt someone was infiltrating my space, oh yeah, then that caused me to put my defenses up and I'm gonna hurt you before you get a chance to hurt me. Right. And the therapist, the therapist walked me through certain things that caused me to see in the black household, I'm not gonna say all, just some, but I'm just gonna say mine for, for the sake of this story. Certain things are said, no matter how much love is shown by your parents. I grew up in a household with both parents. Before my mother passed away, my parents were married 56 years. Wow. So I'm the youngest of seven kids. But when you have the sibling, you have those many kids in the household. You got, you have 
there's a lot that that takes place yeah there can be jealousy there can be close relationships there can be distant relationships there's a lot there's a whole huge dynamic with that Mm -hmm. and I hadn't realized some of the things that I carried from my childhood into adulthood Mm -hmm. so you 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 made some great points that I'm an advocate for therapy because praying my way wasn't getting it until I had to go and say, okay, since I need a Christian therapist, somebody who's not going to prescribe me any medication because I don't need it. I need Mm -hmm. to be able to walk through what I've gone through and get to the true healing because how can I help others when I'm like, okay, you know, why are these things still rearing their ugly head so i just felt that needed to be said for somebody listening who said i don't need therapy i don't need to go to therapy but yeah you may need to go to therapy and pray while you in therapy and pray after you leave therapy that's right (laughs) and pray that the right um you find a good counselor um you know someone god-fearing you know you succeed um I am, I am a, um, a big, you know, pusher for if you need to go see someone or talk to someone, you know, for counseling and take that time to do that. That's right. Go do it. Doing that. You know, you don't think that something is wrong with you because you may need to seek, um, some help to address an issue that you've been carrying on your shoulder for so long. And then when you talk to somebody, you will see the difference of feeling the relief. You know, I've had um, people tell me, you know, after my sessions, when I do my, my women's support groups, um, you know, you, you helped me, you know, see that I I needed to talk to someone, you know, I, I, I was able, I, I had a chance to see that I wasn't over, you know, my situation like I thought I was. Exactly. You know? So, um, you know, having the opportunity again to just address these issues and making it a topic of discussion is so important. Yeah. Um, there's so many people hurting, um, you know, on jobs, at churches. Yes. Um, you know just in the world period there are so many people hurting so many people that are carrying things that um have happened in their childhood or um when they were younger as a teen or whatever the case may be too much baggage too much baggage and i'm telling you when you talk to somebody and you're able to release that you know you're able to clear your mind right and you're able to see that um um to reach those goals or to see that vision or whatever the case may be that you some things that you've been been wanting to do but you just could not do it because you just had so much going on exactly exactly (laughs) wow this is good now um you've done some phenomenal work can you talk to our listeners about um some of the work that you have done Mm -hmm. yes ma'am so some of the work um, that I've done previously has been um, talking to the youth, um, again, about those um, healthy and unhealthy relationships. Yeah. I was able to um, be a speaker this year in February for Teen um, Partner Abuse Awareness Month. 
and I I um, addressed <laughs> domestic violence, um, the signs, uh, the importance of talking to the community and addressing these issues, and having more uh, resources in the community. Yes. I was able to talk um, at the state capitol um, in Columbia, South Carolina, oh, and awesome. talk about uh, domestic violence affecting um through gun violence um awareness um how um guns are the number one weapon used in you know with domestic violence um with that i was able to do that um to speak on that topic and then so i and then at the same time i've been able to you know even address this issue with older people um again doing those women's support groups um yeah. also talking to different organizations being able to talk to the youth yeah. um also with my group um i don't know i don't i i mentioned earlier that i started my group on college campus and yeah. so my group is still there um i'll actually be seeing my group this week um just awesome. to go talk to them about some things um so i continue to stay connected with them um and with being the off-campus advisor um and then just being being able to address some things with them um some topics they may want to talk about um and just staying involved in the community and continuing to do um and volunteering um for other organizations and then um so and then I, I have some things that I'm wanting to pursue um, and constantly work on. This year, I was able to um, come together with my sister-in-law and do a um, conference that really turned out well. Um, it's called Sisters Impacting Society, and we were able to talk about healthy relationships, careers. Um, and we were able to have uh, other speakers come who already have their own businesses. And um, we had two different age groups. And what we did was we had about um, six different sessions where the young girls and the older girls could go and listen to those speakers mm-hmm. um, and, and, and go to workshops. Um, but we also addressed like healthy eating, um, fitness. So we really had a nice time with that. Um, and then I also have my Val Girls League. And my Val Girls League are um, second and fourth sat- Saturdays in the month. Um, and I work at the, I volunteer at the Martin Luther King Center and I work with young girls there. Um, my program for Val Girls League is for ages nine to 18. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I separate those ages. So mostly I've been ha- having ages nine to um, 12. Okay. But, and we address those issues from bullying. Um, we talk about healthy relationships with family and friends. Yeah. And again, promoting healthy relationships because that's what Visions, Visions of Women is about. We're about educating, supporting, and leading um, in the community to, um, to raise awareness for domestic violence and promote those healthy relationships. So on top of everything um, that I am pursuing and come and continuing to do, um, the purpose is to promote those healthy relationships and raise awareness towards domestic violence. That is beautiful. And and this year, this year, I'll be going to um, 
uh, three colleges to talk about uh, healthy relationships. And I am super excited about That's doing good. that. So um, again, this week I'll be at Lander, um, but I'll have two more colleges this year. And um, next year, I'm planning some other things in the works um, that I'm really um, trying to bring to Columbia. Um, but that project is still being worked on. Uh -huh. So, but um, I'm I'm getting into um, um, addressing domestic violence and using art to do it. You mentioned uh -huh. earlier that you're doing a play, um, and you kind of what with whatever work you're doing, you kind of have to go with the times. Right. You know that this day and time, a lot of people are into movies. They're into music. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they're really into social media type things you know yeah. so sometimes just putting out a flyer doesn't do it sometimes people want to have the interaction where they see you talking and can see you visually and that's right they're listening to this podcast you know um so i'm getting to that um and so this year i, I actually have the opportunity to go I, I have my domestic violence prayer brunch okay at art center downtown columbia okay. and um, I'll also be at a movie premiere where they're going to be using um, Visions of Women as one of the resources at the end of their credits for the movie um, that's on domestic violence. Beautiful. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. And I have both of those events in the same day. But I'm looking forward to my prayer brunch, which is going to, um, we're going to give a scholarship. Um, there will be prayer um over uh domestic violence victims in visions of women organization and um, my scholarship is going to be going to a deserving student who raises awareness towards domestic violence on college campus so um and then along with um that our um good vision award will go to someone who is raising awareness towards domestic violence in the community <laughs> that is so, that's a mouthful you got a lot going on that's what i'm doing you got a lot going on. Now, now I'm just going to say this. Did you ever imagine a dream that you would be doing this? I did not. You yeah. know, I actually, I actually um, grew up, I love the art world. You know, I, yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to sing. You know, I wanted to do those things. And, um, and then I, I went on to be a, a sociology major. But okay. when that, it opened up. So many different um, things for me to think about, and you know, I really wanted to address these issues. I really wanted to help people. Um, I do not like violence. I do not stand for violence. Um, and so, I just didn't imagine I would be doing this. But um, you know, when you follow your calling, God works everything out for yes. you. You know, everything <laughs> He has everything written out and things that you are supposed to be doing so i feel like my my steps are constant constantly being ordered you yes. know so um sometimes you have to sometimes you have to um walk on faith and you know walk by faith not by sight that's right that's right and so fear it it, it doesn't exist when you are a god-fearing person that's right know? and you continue to speak that truth and people will see See, see that you yeah. know you don't to, you don't have to fight for that you don't have exactly. to struggle people will see that you're being authentic yeah. <laughs> yes and it's not you're not working overtime to be somebody you're not oh my right. god there you go 
Well, so as we wrap it up, this has been good. So we already know we're gonna have to have you back on because we got yes. <laughs> about um because you like me you do not mind having those candid conversations and i love it yes ma'am um, so as we wrap up what are two things that you can leave with our listeners today um to take away from this show that will challenge them and or empower them so from this conversation today let's see uh, well for um the first one will be to um don't be afraid to stand for your truth okay to tell your story and um the second one i would have to say to continue to be positive um continue to let your light shine I know mm-hmm. this is a lot. I know you just said That's two. Okay. That's okay. But in order to in order to um really see yourself for who you are, um, mm-hmm. you have to continue to um love yourself first. And a lot of times when you're going through those unhealthy relationships, you you have to think about um, you know, you and how it's affecting you and not mm-hmm. continue to keep yourselves in, in, in those type of positions that can hinder you in the long run. And then you wonder why you are so angry Come on. Um, or why things are not working out. But um, so get help if it is needed um, and continue to um, let you let your light shine where it can. Don't be, don't be afraid to address issues. So again, I know I said too, but I'm, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard when you're in a deep conversation like this and uh-huh. you try to address these issues and they talk about the importance of constantly addressing them. That's but right. That's right. That's I said right. this. I said this earlier today on my social media page. Loving yourself first starts with you. It starts with you. Yes. Yes. See, you speak my language because I I on top of doing. Uh, professional development I also do personal development so on top of just being a business coach and a life coach I also work with women who are looking to overcome uh, get the clutter out of their minds and get clarity meaning get over all the stuff that you've gone through but you got to address it Uh, and so many women don't know how to do that and what I I say to them kind of along the lines of what you just said that I'm tired of hearing so many women talk about self-love, self-love, self-care. And I'm, I, I scream because I let them know in order for you to have that, you have to discover or rediscover you. Mm-hmm. And in discovering or rediscovering you and learning about you, that is when you can say, now I can address the things that I need to address mm-hmm. because I know me. Now, knowing me, I can care for me. And because I care for me means I love me. That's right. But if you don't know you, you can't care or love you or receive the love that you need to receive from the person who wants to love you because you don't know how to love and care for yourself. Correct. So, oh, good, good. So... (laughs) 
That is and, true. <laughs> yeah. So in closing, how can people get in, in contact with you? If they want to connect with you to have you come and speak or yes. uh, whatever, let the, let, the, let the listeners know how they can connect with you. Yes, ma'am. So my name is um, on um, Facebook is Darlisa Adams. And then I have my um, Visions of Women page on Facebook as well. Um, so that's at Visions of Women. Um, again, at Visions of Women. And then on, um, on Instagram is at Visions of Women. And then if you go to, we have a Twitter page. Um, but I, <laughs> I barely not active on there. <laughs> Twitter like that. Um, but you on Twitter, you'll see our beautiful people campaign. Um, things like that. You'll see beautiful people campaign on Facebook. You'll see the beautiful people campaign, which addresses um, uh, people standing against domestic violence. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm telling people, I'm telling about their stories. I'm getting people to join the campaign to take a picture and either tell their story or write a stat. A stat about domestic violence and they take yeah. a picture i put it in black and white and i post that so if anybody would like to be a, a part of that you can find the beautiful people campaign on um facebook twitter or instagram um but again um visions of org. you can go okay. through there you can send an email you can look at information if you want me to come speak if you want me to come talk to the youth at wherever you would like for me to come um and then you can Send me an email at contact at visionsofwomen.org. Again, that's contact at visionsofwomen.org. All right. You all heard it here. And again, I want to thank you, Dorlisa, for um, taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Um, I enjoyed it. Thank you, Ms. Gooch. <laughs> yeah. All of you awesome listeners here, I thank you for tuning in. As always, remember, a pearl isn't a pearl until it's out of its shell. I Have love it. Awesome, awesome <laughs> day.